Hello, dear friends. Good morning, and welcome to a new episode on this English podcast. Today is Wednesday, June twenty third, twenty twenty one, and today's episode is going to be number one hundred and sixty five. You're welcome to listen to your regular host, Teacher D, signing in from our studios in Shanghai. If you are a new listener, you're welcome on board, and you can. You can roll back and listen to some previous episodes so that you can understand how the podcast works. This English podcast、um, comes to you every week, sometimes every two weeks,、um, depending on our busy schedule. But we do everything to bring you an, a new episode,、um, and it is always focused on ways、um, to help you improve your English. Our ongoing series is on the International English Language Testing System (IELTS), which is a very popular, very popular test for students at the level of high school and university, and even、um, in the working class. So we have been focusing on this test for the past、uh, one month,、um, almost getting to two months now, and. We have already discussed the speaking part. We've discussed the writing part, and now we are discussing the listening section. So this is to help those who are just joining us understand what is going on. We're talking about、uh, the listening section of the IELTS test. So in the previous episode, we we, we talked about the general nature of the listening test. And I did explain to you、um, what kind of things you can, you know, get familiar with when you are preparing for the test. The kind of、uh, how you should look for past questions online so that、um, they can help you to understand the nature of the test. Because the key to preparing this test is to deal with past questions. Past questions. There are a lot of textbooks out there. Uh, if you go to the bookshop and you go to the English as a second language section, you will see a lot of books on standardized tests like IELTS, TOEFL, SAT, and you can get in pretty much every popular bookshop I have been to. You can see books on on IELTS.、Um, the question is,、um, reading those books, where、well, most of them have. Tips, which are very good,、uh, to help you understand the nature of the test. But what I want to insist on is the fact that just reading those books is not enough. What I do encourage candidates to do is to find a way to get yourself tested in examination conditions. So before the actual test, you try to get somebody to. Test you as if it were、uh, the actual test. That is important. So, with my students that I teach, I actually give them a mock test following IELTS standards. So the timing is the same, the, the writing conditions, and you you actually for the speaking part, you actually have to come into a room and face me, and I talk to you like an examiner. So that is to give the candidate.、Um, 
a, a kind of preparation that will make you see how the test will look like on the day of the test. So in today's episode, um, I'll be looking further into uh, certain details about the listening test that you need to know. And the first thing I'd like to talk about is the scoring because it helps a lot to know how you're going to be graded when you go into a test. Uh, if you know what the examiners are going to expect from you and how they're going to score you, how they're going to give you your points, you can it can help you strategize. So um, let's look at the scoring first. The listening test has 40 questions, right? The whole listening test has 40 questions. So let's say your goal is to get all the 40 questions right. That's what I wish for all of you candidates out there. If you can get all the 40 questions right, oh my God, then you have a nine. You have a nine. So there is um, um, a list of ranges. So I'm going to give you the range, the score range that gives you score that you actually see on your examination report, the test report that they send to you after you take the test. So um, there, there are 40 questions and if you get 39 or 40 or correct, your score is 9. If you get 37 or 38, right? your score is 8.5. If you get 35 or 36, right, your score is eight. And if you get 32 to 34, right, so from 32 to 34, if you get that right, you your score will be 7.5. And if you can only get 30 to 31, right, your score is seven. If you can get only 26 to 29, right? Your score will be 6.5. And if you can get only 23 to 25 questions, right? Your score will be six. If you can get only 18 to 22, right? Your score will be 5.5. And if you can get only 16 to 17 questions right, your score will be 5. If you can get only 13 to 15 questions right, your score will be 4.5. And if things are really bad and you can get only 11 or 12 questions right, your score will be just 4. I hope you don't get something less than that. Well, um, so that is the, the list of how um, scores are decided on listening uh, tests. So there are 40 questions, and therefore it means each question counts one point. Each question just counts one point. It doesn't matter whether the answer is just a number or the answer is just uh, A or B or C or the answer is two words or the answer is three words. Each answer is just one point. Okay. 
that is the detail you're supposed to know. And then, since you're you're going to tackle 40 questions, one thing I tell my students to do is never leave one of the questions without answering. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. If I were you, I would do everything to answer all the 40 questions. Because if you leave it blank, if you, let's say you didn't understand, there is a part of the, of the listening that you really didn't understand what they were talking about. But the last thing to do is to leave that question unanswered. If you leave it unanswered, you are just admitting to defeat and really bringing down your chances of, um, of getting one extra mark. Let's say um, you're supposed to write A, B, or C. Okay, but unfortunately, you didn't understand what that part of the listening was about. Instead of leaving that question unanswered, come on, guess. Take a wild guess and put A or B or C. And what if you get it right? You could actually get it right. And if you don't get it right, well, you, you, you don't have that point. Just as if you leave it blank, you still don't get that point. So what is it? What are you losing anyway? Just put something there. So what I'm saying is make sure you put the 40 answers. It doesn't matter whether you understand what 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 was going on in, in, this, in the listening or in the audio or not. If you don't, still make sure you write an option, write something there. So you never know. In that way, you could just get yourself some, some free points. So we have 40 questions. You need to strive to have 40 answers. That's something good to know. And then uh, one student actually sent in a comment asking um, what kind of information you should look for in the listening. I think that's a very good question because um, if you understand the nature of uh, the, the, the audio that you're going to listen to and know what kind of information to look out for, uh, you can probably do better. Well. The, the 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 first thing to do is to look at the questions and in 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 the test they always tell you um before you hear the recording you have some time to look at questions one two four for example you always hear this instruction that instruction is not for nothing is to tell you to remind you that the best way to understand uh, the audio that is going to be played for you is to look at the questions first because when you look at the questions the questions themselves kind of guide you to to be able to understand the audio you're going to listen to for example in the questions they ask you uh, where is the man traveling to so in in other words, that question is trying to tell you that the audio you're going to listen to is about a man traveling to a certain destination so that when you start listening, you immediately know that what the key thing you are looking for is the name of a place. So I think one of the most important instructions that you should pay attention to is to take that time to read the questions. Read the questions at least twice before the, the, the audio starts playing.
because those questions are your guide. Those questions give you the hints. They give you the clue of what you have to look for. It could be the name of a person, it could be a phone number, it could be an address, it could be um, somebody's uh, mailing address, it could be a flight ticket number, it could be a time of the day, and so on. There's always this kind of specific information, especially in section one. Section one of listening is usually considered the easiest by most students because the information is very specific. It's usually you have to write down somebody's name, write down somebody's ticket number, telephone number, home address, and stuff like that. When it gets to section two, um, the information becomes a little bit um, tricky. Uh, You have to, uh, maybe it's a guide, maybe it's the map of a place, or maybe it's a tour guide introducing people to an area. So maybe you have to talk about directions, going left, going right, or going up, going down, uh, crossing a street. You should talk about maybe prepositions and so on. Then when it gets to section three, section three is a little bit uh, harder. Section three, you're talking about um, maybe uh, three people discussing about something. It could be three students discussing an assignment. Or it could be a teacher and a group of students talking about something going on in the school campus. Um, Then section four is usually an academic lecture. Usually it's a university professor talking to students about a topic. So that's how the different sections are. But what is important is always to look at the questions. Focus on reading the questions. The more you understand the questions, the easier it is for you to spot the answers when the audio is playing. Now, remember that you make notes while the audio is playing. It's not like you wait until you finish listening to the audio before you start writing down the answers. No, as you are listening and looking at the questions, you are at the same time writing. So this is like multitasking you are listening at the same time you're looking at a question and at the same time you're writing down notes that's why at the end of uh, at the end of the, the audio they usually tell you now you have some time to transfer your answers to the answer sheet meaning that they are aware that while you were listening you were just making notes you were just writing answers randomly on the question paper then there is that other answer sheet which is uh, having lines and squares and you just wait until the end when they give you some time to transfer those answers onto the answer sheet that's when you have to do the final checking of your answers making sure the answer is correct it's one word it's not two words or it's two words it's not one word because all of that is given in the instructions at the beginning of each section so pay attention to the instructions at the beginning of each section and then make good use of that little time that is given you to read over the questions in that way it will be easier for you to spot the answers while you listen to the audio and last thing sometimes you can get the answer correct 
without even understanding what the whole discussion is about if you're smart with that we come to the end of this episode of the podcast what time is up this is your regular host teacher d signing off and see you in the next episode goodbye